This video is brought to you by Blessed Be God Boutique, maker of Catholic fashionable apparel, handmade accessories, and more. After at least two years of promising to do this, I finally sat down to bring to you a synthesis of the major Marian apparitions messages, the prophetic Marian apparitions. I say major because I omit some here like Our Lady of Kibeho, which mostly pertain to what happened in one particular African country in a particular point in history. And I don't go over ones that were approved by the local bishop, but the Vatican never itself ruled on one way or the other. And I don't include here the message of Our Lady of Revelation, which was a 20th century apparition. The reason I do not use that one is that the English language translation of Our Lady's messages there were corrupted by modernists to make it sound as if Our Lady was endorsing modernism. And I also don't use some more, we'll just say, in vogue ones that are currently the cause of much celebration. Again, this is a traditional Catholic channel, and traditional Catholics tend not to approve of certain Marian apparitions for what should be obvious reasons when you look at them. That having been said, today I'm going to present to you, finally after two years, the essentially the synthesis of three major Marian apparitions and her messages. And it's based on the couple of premises here. And the first premise is that at least I personally don't trust in the slightest the revealed message of Fatima, the third secret that the Vatican allegedly released at the early part of the century, conveniently after enough of the people who claimed to have read the third secret had passed away. I don't trust that one in the slightest um, for a number of reasons, really. One, that it doesn't really make sense when you compare them to these other Marian apparitions, messages that we'll go over here very soon. The other premise is a very basic one. A lot of Protestants you'll sometimes see snarkily say in comments to videos or in social media posts that Our Lady of Akita, Our Lady of Fatima, Our Lady of Lords, how many ladies were there? They do not understand, or they choose not to understand, or they mock us and speak from just total ignorance when they don't understand that it is the same Virgin Mary that appeared at the Our Lady of Guadalupe, as Our Lady of Lourdes, as Our Lady of La Salette, and any other Marian apparition you care to name of that has been deemed authentic. And it is that premise, that supposition, that there is the same Virgin Mary being sent by heaven to bring a message from God to the people that makes me suspect rather strongly that if we look at the following apparitions, Our Lady of of uh, so a quote-unquote good success, properly called Our Lady of the Good Event of the Purification. If we look at her message, and we look at uh, the message of Our Lady of La Salette, and we look at the message of Our Lady of Akita, you are going to see, likely, enough there that you will be able to discern what the substance of the Third Secret of Fatima was. And I say the substance of, because I don't pretend to have the actual words of the Third Secret of Fatima, the unreleased Third Secret. But we can get the substance of them, partially because Cardinal Ratzinger, future Pope Benedict XVI, admitted publicly that the message of Akita was functionally the third secret of Fatima. And if we put these three messages together, along with some common threads from other Marian apparitions that I'll get to here in a moment, you will be able to discern what the third secret was. And so let's begin with the other apparitions. Our Lady of Guadalupe is an odd one because possibly the most public Marian apparition and miracle up until Fatima. There was no message there warning about the future, no 
invocation of even repentance and penance, 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 unlike other Marian apparitions. And she was coming to a people steeped in demonic worship, open demonic worship. But she came with a simple remedy to that, and it worked. A public miracle in the form of the tilma, and of course, the request to build a, a parish, which would become the cathedral that we know of now in Mexico City. That spurred on 9 million conversions in rapid time after that. But other Marian apparitions have... A, we see in the messages of our, our Lady of Lords, we see this in other Marian apparitions that are not associated with prophecy, a, call, a calling to penance, to pray for the conversion of sinners, to pray for the conversion of poor sinners, lest they be punished eternally. For the, we see this in the released portions of the message of Fatima, that we are to do penance for the conversion of sinners. This is a common theme throughout Marian apparitions. Penance penance, penance, as the vision Sister Lucia had of the third secret was what that she has confirmed was real, of the angel standing over the earth saying, penance, penance, penance. And so let's go with these, begin looking at the three apparitions. We're going to, I'm going to provide to you here the messages, unedited, of them in their chronological order, beginning with the 17th century apparition of Our Lady of the Good Event of the Purification in Quito, Ecuador. The message of Our Lady of the Good Event of the Purification. The Pope's infallibility will be declared a dogma of faith by the same Pope chosen to proclaim the dogma of the mystery of my Immaculate Conception. He'll be persecuted and imprisoned in the Vatican through the usurpation of the pontifical states and through the malice, envy, and avarice of an earthly monarch. Unbridled passions will give way to a total corruption of customs, because Satan will reign through the stonecutter groups, targeting the most young in particular to ensure general corruption. Unhappy the children of those times, seldom will they receive the sacraments of baptism and confirmation. As for the sacrament of penance, they will confess only while attending Catholic schools, which the devil will do his utmost to destroy by means of persons in authority. The same will occur with Holy Communion. Oh, how it hurts me to tell you that there will be many and enormous public and hidden sacrileges. In those times, the sacrament of extreme unction will be largely ignored. Many will, go to, will, many will perish without receiving it, being thereby deprived of innumerable graces, consolation, and strength in the great leap from time to eternity. The sacrament of matrimony, which symbolizes the union of Christ with the church, will be thoroughly attacked and profaned. The stonecutters, then reigning, will implement iniquitous laws aimed at extinguishing the sacrament. They will make it easy for all to live in sin, thus multiplying the birth of, of the illegitimate of the most young without the church's blessing. Secular education will contribute to a scarcity of priestly and religious vocations. The holy sacrament of holy orders will be ridiculed, oppressed, and despised, for in this both the church and God himself are oppressed and reviled, since he is represented by his priests. The devil will work to persecute the ministers of the Lord in every way, working with baneful cunning to destroy the spirit of their vocation and corrupting many. Those who will thus scandalize a Christian flock will bring upon all priests the hatred of bad Christians and the enemies of the one holy Roman Catholic and apostolic church. This apparent triumph of Satan will cause enormous suffering to the good pastors of the church and to the supreme pastor and vicar of Christ on earth, who, who a prisoner in the Vatican will shed secret and bitter tears in the presence of God our Lord, asking for light, sanctity, and perfection for all the clergy of the world, to whom he is king and father. Unhappy times will come 
wherein those who should fearlessly defend the rights of the church will instead, blinded despite the light, give their hand to the church's enemies and do their bidding. But when evil seems triumphant, and when authority abuses its power, committing all manner of injustice and oppressing the weak, their ruin shall be near. They will fall and crash to the ground. Then will the church, joyful and triumphant, like a young girl, reawaken and be comfortably cradled in the arms of my most dear and elect son of those times. If he lends an ear to the inspirations of grace, one of which will be the reading of these great mercies that my son and I have had toward you, we shall fill him with graces and very special gifts, and will make him great on earth and much greater in heaven. There we have reserved a precious seat for him, because, heedless of men, he will have fought for truth and ceaselessly defended the rights of the church, deserving to be called a martyr. At the end of the 19th century, and throughout a great part of the 20th, many heresies will be propagated in these lands. The small number of souls who will secretly safeguard the treasure of faith and virtues will suffer a cruel, unspeakable, and long martyrdom. Many will descend to their graves through the, the violence of suffering, and will be counted among the martyrs who sacrifice themselves for the country and the church. To be delivered from the servitude of these heresies, those whom the merciful love of my son has destined for this restoration will need great willpower, perseverance, courage, and confidence in God. To try the faith and trust of these just ones, there will be times when all will seem lost and paralyzed. It will then be the happy beginning of the complete restoration. In those times, the atmosphere will be saturated with a spirit of impurity, which, like a filthy sea, will engulf the streets and public places with incredible license. Innocence will barely be found in children or modesty in women. He who should speak seasonably will remain silent. There shall be scarcely any virgin souls in the world. The delicate flower of virginity will seek refuge in the cloisters. Without virginity, fire from heaven will be needed to purify these lands. Groups, having permeated all so uh, social classes, will find ways of introducing themselves in the very heart of homes to corrupt the innocence of children. The children's hearts will be dainty morsels to regale the devil. Religious communities will remain to sustain the church and work with courage for the salvation of souls. The secular clergy will fall far short of what is expected of them because they will not pursue their sacred duty. Losing the divine compass, they will stray from the way of priestly ministry, mapped out for them by God, and will become devoted to money, seeking it too earnestly. Pray constantly, implore tirelessly, and weep bitter tears in the seclusion of your heart, beseeching the Eucharistic heart of my most holy Son to take pity on his ministers, and to end as soon as possible these unhappy times by sending to his church the prelate who shall restore the spirit of her priests. You saw in the message of the good event of the purification, Our Lady's message there in Ecuador was of a general corruption in society and a corruption in the priesthood and of essentially a prelate that would restore order coming in the future. It's a hopeful message because she promises a purification of the church. But let's get some more details on that from Our Lady two centuries later, speaking at La Salette. The public message of La Salette as given to Melanie and Maximin. There is a bit of dialogue here between the children and our Lady. Come near, my children, be not afraid. I am here to tell you great news. If my people will not submit, I shall be forced to let fall the arm of my son. It is so strong, so heavy, that I can no longer hold it. For how long a time do I suffer for you? If I would not have my son abandon you, I am compelled to pray to him without ceasing. And as to you, you take no heed of it. However much you pray, However much you do, you will never recompense the pains I have taken for you. 
Six days I have given you to labor, the seventh I have kept for myself, and they will not give it to me. It is this which makes the arm of my son so heavy. Those who drive the carts cannot swear without introducing the name of my son. These are the two things which makes the arm of my son so heavy. If the harvest is spoiled, it is all on your account. I give you warning last year with the potatoes, but you did not heed it. On the contrary, when you found the potatoes spoiled, you swore you took the name of my son in vain. They will continue to decay so that by Christmas there will be none left. Melanie was confused by the term potatoes, since in French it is patois. The word for potatoes was truffas, whereas pomme meant apple exclusively. So the terminology here confused her a bit. Ah, my children, do you not understand? Well, wait, I shall say it otherwise. Our lady then repeated the previous statement and used the more localized French word for it, and then continued in the same dialect. If you have wheat, it is no good to sow it. All you sow, the insects will eat, and what comes up will fall into dust when you thresh it. There will come a great famine. Before the famine comes, the children under seven years of age will be seized with trembling and will expire in the hands of those who hold them. The others will do penance by the famine. The walnuts will become bad, and the grapes will rot. And then she addressed the children separately. The secret given to Maximin, the brother of Melanie, as recovered from the Vatican Archives in 1999. On September 19, 1846, we saw a beautiful lady. We have never said that this lady was the Blessed Virgin, but we have always said that she was a beautiful lady. I don't know if it was the Blessed Virgin or someone else. I believe today that this is the Blessed Virgin. This is what the lady told me. If my people continue, what I'm going to tell you will happen sooner. If they change a little, it will be a little later. France has corrupted the universe. One day it will be punished. Faith will, will perish in France. Three parts of France will no longer practice religion, or almost no more. The other will practice it without practicing it well. Then, after that, the nations will be converted. Faith will be rekindled everywhere. A large country in the north of Europe, today Protestant, will be converted. Through the support of this country, all the other countries of the world will be converted. Before all this happens, great troubles will happen in the church and everywhere. Then after that, our Holy Father, the Pope, will be persecuted. His successor will be a pontiff that no one expects. Then after that, a great peace will come, but it will not last long. A monster will come to trouble her. Everything I tell you here will happen in the next century, at the latest 2,000 years. The Official Release of Melanie's Secret The secret that the Blessed Virgin gave me, Melanie, on the Montagne de Salet, uh, Salet on September 19th, 1846. Melanie, I am going to tell you something you won't tell anyone. The time of God's wrath has arrived. If, when you have told the people what I told you just now, and what I will tell you to say again, if after that they do not convert... If we do not do penance, and if we do not, and if we continue to work on Sunday, and if we continue to blaspheme the holy name of God, in a word, if the face of the earth does not change, God will take revenge at, against the ungrateful people and the servants of the devil. My son will unleash his power. Paris, the city stained with all kinds of sin, will inevitably perish. Marseille will be destroyed in a short time. When these things happen, there will be complete disorder on the earth. The world will abandon itself to its ungodly passions. The Pope will be persecuted on all sides. They will take shots at him. They will want to put him to the sword. But there will be nothing he can do. The Vicar of God will triumph against this time. The priests and nuns and the true servants of my son will be persecuted, and many will die for the faith of Jesus Christ. A famine will reign at the same time. After all these things have happened, many people will recognize God's hand on them. 
convert and do penance for their sins. A great king will ascend the throne and will reign for a few years. Religion will flourish again and spread throughout the earth, and fertility will be great. The world, content not to lack anything, will once again begin its disorders, abandon God, and give itself order to its criminal passions. Among the ministers of God and the brides of Jesus Christ, there are some who will give themselves wholly over to disorder, and this will be the most terrible thing. Finally, hell will reign on earth. He'll be then that the Antichrist will be born of a nun, but woe to her. Many people will believe in him because he will say he came from heaven. Woe to those who believe him. Time is not far away. Fifty years will not pass twice. My child, you will not say what I have told you. You won't tell anyone. You won't say if you have to say it one day. You won't say what it concerns. Finally, you won't say anything more until I tell you to say it. I pray to our Holy Father, the Pope, to give me his holy blessing. Signed, Melanie Mathieu, Shepherdess of La Salette. The messages of Our Lady of La Salette are fascinating, partially because what makes them so different than others is that Our Lady gave messages to both Melanie and Maximin, two different seers who were there at the same time, and their publicly approved messages are similar. It is worth noting here that you did not hear in those texts something that Father Hess and Malachi Martin both talked about that there would be two evil popes in the final days before the chastisement. Two evil popes. It's worth noting there. The wording that uh, Canon Hess used was two worm-ridden popes. He, and this will be unpopular to many of you watching this, thought that those two worm-ridden evil popes were Popes Paul VI and John Paul II. He passed away very early in Francis's papacy, but what little he has said about Bergoglio is clear that he was beginning to wonder if he'd gotten that wrong on one or the other of the predecessors. I make no such claim that Bergoglio is the one of the worm-ridden popes from La Salette. I will just simply say, be, be wary, things can always get worse than they are. The other thing not mentioned in the official release of Melanie's Secret is the infamous quote, Rome will lose the faith and become the seat of Antichrist. It's from the disputed informal release that Melanie released later that contained more information, which was suppressed by Rome, but later was released in 1999. Many dispute it because they claim that it conflicts with the faith. Although that, along with the two worm-ridden popes, I think are misread by people. The, the, it is entirely plausible that a pope will be forced out of Rome, and that the man of sin will set himself up in St. Peter's Basilica as a sort of false Christ. That's entirely plausible. The, it is de fide that, uh, that the Pope will never be the Antichrist. That is de fide. The Council of Trent and the post-Reformation uh, saints and doctrine of the Church worked that issue out. But that does not mean that necessarily that the false prophet could not be a Pope or could not be a member of the hierarchy. So I, would, I am mentioning here that Rome will lose the faith and will become the seat of Antichrist as part of this message, along with Father Martin, Malachi Martin, and Canon Hess's uh, warning about the two worm-ridden popes. But the other thing that's interesting about La Salette is that Maximin and Melanie were both given their own messages. And these messages are very similar. Calls to repentance, to a general corruption of morals, what do we hear in that message? That there would be, people would begin working on Sunday, they would take the Lord's name in vain, and that in the beginning of the 20th century, 
there would be a corruption in the church beyond anything that anybody had seen. That came to pass. And now we turn to Our Lady of Akita 19, in the 1970s in Japan. The message of the coming chastisement, according to Our Lady of Akita, given on the 3rd of August, 1973. My daughter, my novice, do you love the Lord? If you love the Lord, listen to what I have to say to you. It is very important. You will convey it to your superior. Many men in this world afflict the Lord. I desire souls to console him to soften the anger of the Heavenly Father. I wish with my son for souls who, who will repair by their suffering and their poverty for the sinners and ingrates. In order that the world might know his anger, the Heavenly Father is preparing to inflict a great chastisement on all mankind. With my son I have intervened so many times to appease the wrath of the Father. I have prevented the coming of calamities by offering him the sufferings of the Son on the cross, his precious blood, and beloved souls who console him forming a cohort of victim souls. Prayer, penance, and courageous sacrifices can soften the Father's anger. I desire this also from your community, that it love poverty, that it sanctify itself, and pray in reparation for the ingratitude and outrages of so many men. Recite the prayer of the handmaids of the Eucharist with awareness of its meaning. Put it in practice. Offer in reparation whatever God may send for sins. Let each one endeavor, according to capacity and position, to offer herself entirely to the Lord. Even in a secular institute, prayer is necessary. Already souls who wish to pray are on the way to being gathered together. Without attaching too much attention to the form, be faithful and fervent in prayer to console the Master. Is what you think in your heart true? Are you truly decided to become the rejected stone? My novice, you who wish to belong without reserve to the Lord, to become the spouse worthy of the spouse, make your vows knowing that you must be fastened to the cross with three nails. These three nails are poverty, chastity, and obedience. Of the three, obedience is the foundation. In total abandon, let yourself be led by your superior. He will know how to understand you and direct you. Our Lady of Akita's message on October 13, 1973. My dear daughter, listen well to what I have to say to you. You will inform your superior. As I told you, if men do not repent and better themselves, the Father will inflict a terrible punishment on all humanity. It will be a punishment greater than the deluge, such as one will never seen before. Fire will fall from the sky and will wipe out a great part of humanity, the good as well as the bad, sparing neither priests nor faithful. The survivors will find themselves so desolate that they will envy the dead. The only arms that will remain for you will be the rosary and the sign left by my son. Each day recite the prayers of the rosary. With the rosary, pray for the pope, the bishops, and priests. The work of the devil will infiltrate even into the church in such a way that one will see cardinals opposing cardinals, bishops against bishops. The priests who venerate me will be scorned and opposed by their confreres. Churches and altars sacked. The church will be full of those who accept compromises, and the demon will press many priests and consecrated souls to leave the service of the Lord. The demon will be especially implacable against souls consecrated to God. The thought of loss of so many souls is the cause of my sadness. If sins increase in number and gravity, there will be no longer pardon for them. With courage, speak to your superior. He will know how to encourage each one of you to pray and to accomplish works of recuperation. It is Bishop Ito who directs your community. Most people, when they listen to the message of Our Lady of Akita, focus on the fire will fall from the sky part of the message, and for good reason. It's apocalyptic. We tend naturally to be drawn to such such things. I mean, 
there, that's why there's such interest in the Third Secret of Fatima. That's why there is such interest in the Three Days of Darkness and other such prophecies and alleged prophecies in the church, right? People are drawn to these things. But lost in that is the call that unites Akita with the rest of them, which is penance, penance, penance. Pray for the conversion of poor sinners. All three of these messages speak of a corruption of morals. We can here synthesize these messages if you like. For the substance of the Third Secret of Fatima, again, I make no claim that what I'm about to tell you are the words of the Third Secret of Fatima, which if that document even still exists anymore, because I do not pretend that the modernists in Rome were not above destroying such a document, but if it still exists, it's probably locked away in the Vatican archives somewhere or in Bergoglio's personal desk. But the substance of the Third Secret of Fatima would be something of the following. That there would be a general corruption of morals in the world. That the Lord's name would be used as a curse word. That people would begin to turn their backs on the day of the Lord itself. This corruption in society would, of course, be fostered by and lead to, in a never-ending cycle, a corruption in the hierarchy in the church. You will have priests who will be more concerned about status and being liked by the world than they will be of defending the truth. You will have a you will have heresy essentially in the church being promoted by those who hold offices that where they are commanded to defend the faith. They will instead undermine it. This corruption in society and corruption in morals will lead to a situation in which our Lord will either through his permissive will allow, may allow man to destroy himself or will lead to our Lord using natural means to end the suffering in the world. Whether that means a solar flare or something else, fire will fall from the sky, as Our Lady of Akita warns us. The key to this is something said by a liberal cardinal, a modernist cardinal in the 1990s who had very clearly been kind of disturbed by what he saw in the Third Secret, because he said publicly that he read the Third Secret, and that was Cardinal Chappie, who said that the Third Secret of Fatima details an apostasy in the church led from the top. Only traditionalists really grabbed onto that statement. Others did not, and I do not understand why that is. But in the context of, a, of, a, of this proposed substance of a Third Secret of Fatima, we can take it to mean that priests will be so interested in the love of the world and not just priests but bishops and cardinals and perhaps even popes that there will be an apostasy in the church led from the hierarchy Malachi Martin was once once said that he was asked about the third secret of Fatima uh, this happened on the Art Bell show somebody called him up called up the show and read to Father Malachi Martin, the most cartoony, over-the-top, you know, movie-sounding apocalypse you could fathom. Things that make The Day After Tomorrow and uh, 2012 and a few of these other movies pale in comparison. And Malachi Martin said it was worse than what he described. And now Art Bell could not understand it. because, But the one thing you never hear people who talk about the Fatima message really talk about is what is worse than the material chastisement? It is the spiritual chastisement. The church surrendering its authority. The church trying to walk a fine line between 
openness to heresy and teaching of heresy as a practice while verbally affirming the beliefs of the church. An apostasy led from the top. Some have said that our age, we will future, future historians will refer to our age as sort of the age of the pastoral heresy, where feelings and the stature of the priests of the church and the church itself in the eyes of those who don't believe will be seen as more important. And because of that seeking of stature, priests err on the side of being a pastoral sensitivity instead of teaching the truth and preaching the truth. The heresy from the highest rank reaches of the church would be is a far more horrible thing to contemplate than a material chastisement because of the loss of souls that comes from it. It is said that Sister Lucia couldn't write down the third secret of Fatima until she prayed for special graces to be able to do so. And she only wrote it down after the Holy Father commanded her to write it down. The spiritual chastisement is the true horror of the third secret of Fatima. And I think we saw that in Our Lady of Akita's message, our Lady of La Salette's message, and Our Lady of the Good Event of the Purification's message. All three detail a corruption in the hierarchy, a corruption in the priesthood. And their corruption leads to, essentially, the collapse of civilization. One way or another. Let me know what you think about this in the comments, please. I intend to do a synthesis in the future of other private revelation about the coming chastisement from various saints and mystics of the church. That'll be an interesting day when I make that video. But let me know what you think of this in the comments, please. Hey, like and subscribe if you haven't, it does help. So to sharing this on social media, that helps too. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.